Welcome to Live, Leadership, Innovation, Ventures, and Entrepreneurship, a podcast that showcases the talents, skills, and abilities of UT faculty, staff, and students. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, Associate Director for Student Learning and Development in Housing and Dining, and we're excited to have you listening to us. Welcome, everybody, to this exciting student government election episode of the Leadership Innovation Ventures and Entrepreneurship Podcast, better known as LIVE. I'm your host, Dr. Brandon Jones, Associate Director for Student Learning and Development in Housing and Dining at the University of Texas. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a very special guest with us this morning in the form of none other than Kiara Kabwa. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be on this. I'm so excited. I'm doing good. Well, listen, we're going to jump right on in. I'm not going to delay because I'm so excited because uh, for those of you that don't know, Kiara was recently elected uh, student body president for the 2021-2022 academic year. And I thought it would be fitting to have her come on the show. So it's only right. It's only right. <laughs> well, listen, before we get into the questions and because, you know, we got to talk about your platform and mm-hmm. the election process and getting students involved and coming back in the fall. Let, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, your major, your minor. And, you know, then we can dive into the, the heart and soul of our questions. OK, beautiful. Hey, y'all. My name is Kiara Kabara. I am a third year pre-law government major with a minor in business. And I'm from the best city ever, the best city in Texas, in the world. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, Uh-oh. Texas. Uh-oh. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Love it. I love it. I love it. And see, all the Houston students uh, just automatically just turned it off, right? They now. just they just automatically clicked off. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> stay on, y'all. Stay on. Because Kiara's cool people. Kiara is cool people. I, I, I can vouch. I can vouch. All right. Um, so I remember I, I was telling you about, you know, when I had Cameron and Ami on uh, when they were coming at the end of their term and we were talking about, you know, at UT, how Houston and uh, Dallas students are always going at each other. Yep. Like, like for what? Like, where, where did this start? Like, why is this a thing? No, literally, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. The first time I heard about it was coming to college. So uh-huh. that's how I know it's just Houston beef because us Dallas people, we don't even associate that. When I came to college, I was like, what is this? So yeah, no, what, I don't know what that's about, but here at UT for sure. At UT for sure, it's a thing like whenever we're doing chants and whenever we're, yeah. you, know, in, you know, when we're meeting in person, I'm like, the Dallas students go crazy. <laughs> and then the Houston students, I mean, they they go live. Shout out to everybody from down in Houston, too. Uh, but it's always something that uh, I pay close attention to. It's like, it's not that it's a fight or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just Dallas it's a folks. Big rivalry for it, is, it is. <laughs> so to all the incoming freshmen and transfer students that are coming to the University of Texas at Austin, just know. Dallas and Houston, it's a thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not violent or anything like that. It's just there is a rivalry and people will make it known that they from Houston or that they from Dallas. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm so glad that I got a chance to catch up with you. Thank you so much for uh, joining the show today. Let's talk about the election. Um, First off, congratulations. Thank you. But what 
just just tell us what made you want to run uh, for uh, executive office? Yeah. So it's just so funny because I've always had it like ever since I came like on campus freshman year, I was like, yeah, I'm a run. I'm a run. I just kind of just like saw like the lack of representation in student government and like just like the lack of like knowing like serving all communities and I was just like oh wow like I'm perfect for that role once it's like my time once it's fitting this is what I'm gonna do because Mm -hmm. I already had like previous leadership skills in high school and I was like oh well until that time is coming I'm going to make sure that I get into different communities and make sure that like I'm the perfect representation of what student government president should look like. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I did. That's what I did. That's what so, I did. so what was it that you feel like you brought to the position that you may not have seen uh, when you came to campus? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, shout out to God. He's just amazing. Like that's yeah. honestly the reason why I do everything I do. And mm-hmm. Fortunately, me and Ethan, like Cameron and Ami, they were the first Black alliance. And me and Ethan, we are the second, like, ever in UT's mm-hmm. history. And so I just feel like for that, that's, like, the first thing. That's just, like, completely different. Mm-hmm. And second, I serve on, like, the Texas Law, like, Black Jewish Alliance Board. I'm a part of, like, the Asian Business Student Association. I did, like, some of their three-day startups. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, literally just, like, I'm also the president of our NAACP chapter on campus. And so it's like literally me and all these different communities. And um, I'm actually hearing like what's wrong, what issues they have. And it's just like, oh, wow, like I can actually vouch for and I'm actually Mm -hmm. in the shoes of representation of what it's supposed to look like. Now, for our listeners out there that don't know what the alliance, what an alliance is, can you explain what an executive alliance is within student government here at UT? Yeah. So basically, Executive Alliance is like a group of students is not that many. It's like maybe like eight to 10 of just like who have like the ability and the power to actually change some things on campus. And we have access to every student organization. We have access to having a relationship with administration. So Mm -hmm. like President Hartzell, Dean Lilly, we have like those one on one connections. And basically, Mm -hmm. we're just like the bridge builders of the student body and administration to make mm-hmm. things happen and change on campus. Okay. And you said that you and Ethan and Ethan Jones is going to be serving as vice president for the 2021, 2022 year. Uh, no relation that I know of just yet, but we're going to, we're going to find out one of these days. But yeah. um, so in terms of, you know, you all being, you said that Cameron and Ami were the first black Alliance. Yes. Cause there had, cause there had been uh black vice presidents and presidents before. Correct. Right. Like I know Darren Roberts was one. Yes, uh, DK. Jonathan Spring, uh, and I'm and j- j- shout out to uh DKR. That's my friend. No, literally. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we're, we're fellow East Texans. He's from down in Mount Pleasant. We're gonna have him on the show one day. And I'm from Tyler. So yeah, I know I know Darren Roberts very well. And then Jonathan Sprinkles, I believe, mm-hmm. was uh president as well. He's one of the reasons why I went into public speaking because I knew he was a student here, he was a side president, and he definitely was uh somebody that I admired the most, but in terms of black women, have there ever been a black black women prior to Ami? Were there ever any black women in the VP role or the president role before? There had prior to Ami, I believe it was just two 
Mm-hmm. But there has only just been one other black president. Her name was Tony Tony Luckett, and it was thirty one. Uh-huh. It was thirty one years ago. So wow. yeah, so you're the first. So you're the first black woman because I saw that on your Twitter. You're the first black woman president for uh, student government in thirty one years. That's yeah. So your presidency is also historic because I also heard you saying uh, that uh, you are involved in the uh, one of the Jewish student organizations as well. Yes. Okay. Sir. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you you got all these identities represented and you come into the table and you said that one of the things that you wanted to do was uh, represent and reflect the voices of those different groups that you're involved in. What's some of the things that you hope to accomplish within this next year, especially since we're coming back from a pandemic and we're planning to reopen near normal, as our president said. Uh, so what 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 does that look like for you and your vision and Ethan's vision going into next year? Yeah, honestly, we're so excited. Like, we're so excited that we're actually on campus and um, freshmen are able to, like, actually go to class. And we just know, <laughs> we know for sure that's, like, going to be one of the biggest issues that we're going to have to tackle is making sure that we have that Texas spirit and making sure that community involvement is up. And so I guess one of my biggest ones for sure is having like establishing like this mentorship within like FIG groups. So like Mm -hmm. for incoming students of FIG is like your first year group. So you are based on your major, you're in like this little small group of maybe like 12 to 15 students who mm-hmm. also have your major and then your mentor has the same major as like what you want to go into and so basically we want to create like this awesome program where students actually get to go to class with their mentor to see if that's mm. what they want. yeah to see if that's what they want because ut has like a high statistic rate of like people changing their majors me mm-hmm. personally, I changed my major like three times. So right, I, right. <laughs> so like having like making sure like um, incoming freshmen are acclimated because there has been such a lack of like Zoom fatigue and like not knowing like exactly what you want to go into. Mm-hmm. And something else like it's like kind of partnering, like kind of like extending what Cameron and Ami did, like with the Riverside um, hub. We see, mm-hmm. like, especially like with the winter storm. We saw like a lot of like um, lack, like lack of resources in Riverside, and so mm-hmm. we kind of just want to create like a central place in Riverside, so like students over there they can know like what's happening on campus. They have like food, water to make sure like their academic is not mm-hmm. impacted from mm-hmm. what they lack. So yeah, we have a lot. We have like a lot of. We also have like this fun food truck thing that we want to do during um, homecoming week. We want to okay. have. Like, Tony's Jamaican, some of like the real good food trucks just to come on campus to like just promote Austin unity and have fun like that, too. Well, you know what? Uh, You know, since I co-chair the um, Student Affairs Programming Council, me and Vicki Wooten, I know that Dean Lilly wouldn't mind me saying we're going to support you all with that. So (laughs) when the idea comes, when the the time comes, let's make sure we all sit down so that we can put something together for homecoming uh, so that we can have Tony's Jamaican and Roland Rooster and all the other ideas. I already know. I already know. (laughs) And and I will tell you that housing and dining will also... uh, 
co-sponsor. We, we want we want to help co-sponsor. I, I I have that by the power vested in me. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I, I want to be on record saying. You heard it here first, folks, live right here. Wow, <laughs> like gonna be some, we, we people will be tuned in. They they're just getting gems. They're just yeah. Listen, listen. That's what that's what we do here at UT. We're all about supporting not only the academic mission but the supporting the whole student while we're here. So I definitely want to be on record saying we want to support you all with that because I love that idea. You talked about a couple of things. One, when you mentioned figs. So for those that are listening that don't know, figs are freshman interest groups, and I yes, love sir. the idea that you brought up about. Uh, mentoring. Why do you feel like mentoring is so important for those students within those freshman interest groups? For sure. Shout out to the incoming freshmen. Somebody, because I'm I'm a big mentor, so maybe okay. one, of y'all, one of y'all may have me. So okay, I, I came in undeclared, and so like for now on, I'll always be a fig mentor for undeclared, undecided students. And so I just thinking about three years ago when I came to campus, I really did not know what direction I wanted to go into major wise, just because I like, just like organizations, like I dabble in so many communities. I have so many interests and like (laughs) all around. So I was just like, I I can't focus just on one thing. And I just don't know that one thing. And so I just feel like it's just so necessary because even though like you um, have like this lack of like, you don't know what to do at the same time, we're here to graduate. And we're here, like, we're here for education first. Bars. No. <laughs> so, so, like, you don't want to also, like, just get behind and you're here, like, spending extra money that you, that you don't need to. So we wanted to just make sure that, like, students have, like, someone that they can actually trust and look up to, like, showing them the ropes. Because, like, it's one thing to go to, like, the history and the government classes, but actually going deep into the organic mm-hmm. chemistry or mm-hmm. going deep into, like, my government classes, I feel like that's when you actually know if that's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And so we kind of just wanted to start them fresh off and just so they can have a very smooth path here at UT. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking to the former academic advisor in me. Uh-oh, I, uh-oh. When I was, listen, when I was when I worked at Clemson, I was I was in charge of advising for uh, undeclared students. So undeclared oh, students always dude. have a special place in my heart because yes. I, you know, I, my background is in student affairs, but also in academic support services. And so uh, one of the things that I've always been passionate about is supporting uh, undeclared students. Talk to me about what it was like being someone who came to a school as big as the University of Texas at Austin and not really sure, you know, what it is that you wanted to major in, uh, but ultimately finding your way. What was that like? Because there's going to be a freshman or a parent listening to this episode and they're nervous because their son or daughter doesn't know what they want to major in or they're nervous that they may not find their way. Can you talk to the folks that may be concerned about that right now and share how you ultimately found your way uh, in terms of not that you were lost, but that you found your major? Yeah, for sure. Um, Academically. Wow. That's that's crazy. Um, I will have to say that UT has an amazing UGS undergraduate studies program for shout out to undergraduate studies. Shout out to UGS. They are the GOAT. Dean Iverson, what's up? Oh my gosh. Dean Iverson. Yes, immediately. So like he honestly, Dean Iverson, he takes special care of us that like a lot of 
like other colleges don't have. Like we have one-on-one sessions with Dean Iverson. It's wow. Just, yeah. And for so, those that don't know, Dean Iverson is the Dean of Undergraduate Studies here at UT Austin. Uh, yeah. I consider Dean Iverson a friend. Uh, Dean Iverson is definitely somebody that when you get here, definitely take the time to get to oh, know. So yeah, yeah, shout out to Dean Iverson. Dean Iverson is amazing. And so I will, amazingly, I was in this program called Discovery Scholars Program. So that's for like undeclared, under, um, undecided students. And like I said, you are partnered with your FIG mentor. And it just like for undeclared students, like they take the time to make sure that you do try out these different or like these different majors, these different classes, just so you can have like a firm like um, sense of like, this is what I want to do. And it's special care. Like I said, like you're getting hands on meetings with the Dean of your yeah. school. And a lot of people just wish they had that, but it's just, he, he reaches out to like different um, fig mentor classes because he wants to make sure that you are successful at UT. And so um, with that, and also it's just like, you automatically like if you like you know who else is like undeclared and so mm -hmm. we all stuck together and we all pushed each other to go into our respective majors mm -hmm. because it is like a sense of like oh like you're undeclared then like what do you want to do and yeah. so and it's just like oh why are you here and so we kind of just like made sure that we um motivated each other and it was just, it was just, it was a beautiful time. And we all like went into the majors that we wanted to go into because we all had each other. So yeah, it's nothing to worry about because you definitely have support from admin and from absolutely. And I, and, and I put myself in that list of folks that are here to support undeclared students, because I know what that journey was like. Uh, all the students that I advised, uh, you know, during my time uh, in a previous role and also encouraging and working with the students here at UT uh, who are undeclared. And so what about um, you said something else earlier about, you know, changing your majors or discovering your major when you've been only when you've only interacted with the university through Zoom, talk about the difficulty uh, that a lot of the students have been experiencing with that, but also how they've been able to successfully navigate it as well. Because you yourself have, have said that you were taking classes in Zoom and Zoom fatigue is real. Um, so shout out to everybody thriving in the midst of this. But talk about what that's been like and how that's probably made it difficult for students that are trying to find a major right now. Oh, that's, that's really good. I really feel like oh, I'm such a hands-on person and I need to, I need to be in class. Like <laughs> this <laughs> Zoom is not for me at all, I but understand. no. Yeah. But I feel like something that has made it a whole lot better is student organizations. Like, like um, UT had called, I believe it was like a little like last spring that no organizations could have like in-person um, meetings. And if mm -hmm. it was, it was very restrictive. And like, so a lot of organizations just went online. And right. so I personally feel like that's what's been motivating me is just like knowing that after these classes, I can at least see my friends and I can see like different people and socialize through organizations. And so I just feel like just you, it's just something you just have to push through because everybody, like everybody in the United States is going through the same thing. And 
thankfully, like I'm so happy that class is going to be in person, but I just feel like just making sure that you have somebody that you can talk to and making sure that you have like a group of organization that you are a part of Mm -hmm. that can help motivate you through a time of like, oh yeah, I just don't want to go to class today. But you know, you can talk to these people be like, hey, let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. Because at the end of the day, like, like I said earlier, we do have to graduate. No, yeah, we do have to keep our GPA up and stuff like that. So making sure, yeah, so I just feel like if anything, Zoom and like this whole pandemic just taught me the importance of community and relationship mm-hmm. because you, you definitely need it to, to help you out throughout this process. Yeah. So you also said something earlier. Well, not earlier, but in terms of your platform, I want to shift gears there. Okay. One of the things that uh, I know that you and Ethan had talked about was um you had mentioned something about peacemaking and having a peacemaking mindset. Yes. Can you tell tell us what that means to you <laughs> and Ethan? But and not necessarily that you need to speak for Ethan, but to you, what does the peacemaking mindset mean, and why do you feel like that's important to the student experience uh, here at the University of Texas? One hundred percent. I just feel like I don't want to go deep into it because it's just who I am. But just sure. sure. My, my belief in God and my faith, it's just like who I am and just like my values. And so when I was talking to Ethan, like we believe like the same thing. And it's just like, this is what we want to transpire on campus. And so like our big thing, our big like three things were peacemaking, bridge building and being a servant leader. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like those big things, especially peacemaking, because we are in different communities, we just know that it's so much better to have like to to have more people like for Golden State, I speak basketball. This this is who I am. So Golden State motto. So Warriors fan. Uh, I'm, and the thing is, I do not like Steph. I'm a LeBron. I'm a LeBron James fan. Okay. Basketball player, but. <laughs> The go to state, like they were like, it's strength in numbers. And I truly believe that because it's just okay. like, if you're just one person fighting it, then some, it really won't go that far. But if you have strength in numbers, if you have like this peacemaking, like, oh, we're going to get together and actually dive into what's real, what's the root of a problem and we can just create peace, then there's so much that can actually happen and we can actually go farther rather than one person just fighting for the same thing. And mm-hmm. something that I always say is like, if my community is fighting for something, my community shouldn't be the only people fighting for something and your mm-hmm. community shouldn't be. It should be like a group of communities just strengthen numbers and creating that peace to make sure that we actually see change on campus. So I feel like that's just like what, that's where it came from because mm-hmm. me and Ethan, we're so like multifaceted and we just are already a part of so many organizations. We mm-hmm. see like the importance of peacemaking to make things actually happen. So where do you feel like, so what I hear you saying is that with, for you, peacemaking is more bridge building because it's not that there's peace because there's violence or, uh, or, or or, or are you saying that there's some tension uh, in certain, in certain areas that you want to make sure that we build bridges across? I don't want to assume anything there, but are you, where, where do you feel like there's been a lot of tension and friction that you feel like you and Ethan's platform can help address? Yeah. I just feel like, okay, for an example, I got a good one. Okay, for an example, when I came to class, when I came to campus, our black community was only four point seven percent, but now um, it's like five point three percent. And 
and I, we just feel like for like, especially me just speaking as like president of NAACP, ever since I've been on campus, I've been part of like our Black Student Government, Black Student Alliance on campus. And so something that we just like always push for is like the increase of Black and um, like um, emissions for incoming freshmen or just like Black emissions for transfers as well. And so I just feel like for that area of like peacemaking, like we have to make sure that like one that admin sees these numbers as well <laughs> and they like but the peacemaking of like okay we need to talk to them and we need to like actually come up with how we feel like it can be like worked out mm -hmm. and so like someone who's really big brianna mcbride she's a she's a she's the shout out to brie shout out to brie but she was like one of the first people who actually created this like program in admissions called welcome to black ut mm -hmm. and so Welcome to Black UT is like this admission process where like incoming freshmen are prospective UT 25 are like just UT students, Black students. They are able to see the Black leaders come on panels. They're able to see the Black organizations on campus. And so I just feel like it's just it should be more of like action items and having like that this that like middle god just like completely just destroy and it's just like students and admin creating mm -hmm. having these conversations of like what i believe is like peacemaking mm -hmm. of like something that needs to happen of like increase of black students on campus and making sure mm -hmm. that we actually have like action items to go about it yeah i love that i love that and i appreciate you sharing that perspective and so i think that that coalition building is what i'm hearing that's so exactly important. and i think that you i agree i think you will um, accomplish a lot more when you do have those strength in numbers. So I appreciate that you are working to help build bridges and to help uh, establish relationships and advocate uh, for folks that uh, don't normally get their voices heard in these spaces. That I really appreciate hearing that um, as a staff member and a, a professor here on campus. I, I definitely appreciate that. I want to transition us real quick uh, with, the, with the time we got left. We you know we talked about coming back. In the fall, mm -hmm. we're coming back. Mm -hmm. We're reopening near normal, as President Hartzell said. And <laughs> yeah. so what are some things that you're most excited about that um, are going to happen or that you want to have happen now that we're going to be back uh, to near normal opening in the fall? Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, one that's like a pressing issue, especially like with students coming back, um, me and Ethan, okay, so Ethan, he's an out-of-towner. He's from Minnesota. Okay. And he's somebody who's, like, from Dallas. However, I don't have a car or anything. And we just know that there's mm -hmm. going to be, like, a lack of disconnect of, like, students. And we've seen it for ourselves. And we ask students around and stuff like that of, like, one, students not knowing where to live on campus. And, like, says everybody's going to be back. They don't know, like, oh, what apartment should I live in? How's housing? Which jester or <laughs> like jester west jester east more hill and so one thing that we definitely want to establish is like one of our first legislative items that we want to implement is like on the website for student government we want to create like this housing scout thing so like basically right. it's like students who are realtors students who have like this passion of like being like agents and stuff like that for um apartment complexes we want to have like a portal, a hub of like what houses you should go to and what apartments you should go to. If you want to live in West Campus or if you want to live in Riverside, like here's like a easy access of students like um, 
reviews, students, people who can help you out on that area, just because it's like, you're coming back. You've probably been at home. So mm -hmm. you really don't know where to live if you want to live on campus or off campus. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of mm -hmm. just want to make sure that that is like easily accessible as possible. And people actually know like where to go and like things like smart housing, um, mm -hmm. of, like, different like bills and stuff to make sure that your rent is lower. Like a lot of people don't know about that, but now mm -hmm. since you're on campus, you're going to have to know about it. And then um, something else that I feel like um, that was talking about for sure, doing the spirit, doing the um, homecoming thing that we definitely want. And also we want to like make sure that students have access to just like resources. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that like we're pushing for an endowment for like feminine products to make sure that students just have like that easy access. Um, let me think something mm -hmm. else. Oh, something else that's live too is we actually want to have like team up with KVRX and like actually try to start a podcast just like this one, mm -hmm. just so like students can know like this is what's happening in student government. This is who is about to like run um, your student government. You can reach out to us. And we also will be going on Instagram live every Friday. Okay. So just, like, yeah, to guilt to build up like this connection with the student body too. So I just feel like like those little small steps would definitely create like a relationship and transparency. Sure. That we, yeah, that we feel like student government lacks. Well, let's make a deal. Let's make okay, a deal. I'm, I'm listening. If y'all let me come on the IG Live one of the Fridays or a couple of times throughout the year, yeah. not only will I show you all how to do this podcasting thing, I will connect you with the liberal arts instructional technology studio that does this one for us. Shout out to Lates uh, because they take care of this. Like I record it, they edit it, they distribute it. They make sure that everything that you're hearing with this show is possible. And oh, so wow. I will make sure that I get you connected with Jacob Weiss and his team so that y'all can do that because the more podcasts we have out there on campus, the better. Like I don't want to be the only show in town. So I, I'm definitely going to connect you, but Hey, let, let, let me come on the IG live one hey, time. Hey, your your followers, <laughs> they about to ding, 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 ding. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. I, I'm here for that. And then uh, I love the idea of the housing scouts because, you know, my primary role on campus is within uh, housing and dining. Shout out to UHD. Yeah. Uh, for one, let me do a podcast and, and, and they and call it work. Like, this is fun. <laughs> like, like, this is not hard work, y'all. I, I, I enjoy doing this. It's one of the things that I look forward to doing. And so I want to encourage uh, our listeners to be on the lookout for that Housing Scouts portal um, and for the students that might be interested in supporting you all to make sure that you get in touch with uh, Kiara and Ethan uh, so that y'all can you know, jump in and be a part of this. Now, Kiara, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want the folks who are listening, whether they be parents, uh, mm -hmm. incoming students or current students or current faculty and staff or administrators, what would you want uh, the audience to know a little bit more about that you may not have had a chance to say while we're uh, talking today? Yeah. I think, okay, one thing, I feel like our administration is just, one, one for incoming freshmen or students, our applications are about to go live. So if you want to be a part of this amazing executive administration, if you want to be mm -hmm. a part of one of our agencies, 
please, please, please apply because we need you. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is like, we can't, we can't do this without the student body. And then second, I feel like something that we bring different is we're going to make sure that we partner with HBCUs around the world. And so mm -hmm. like with Dr. Moore's new role of like connecting with HBCUs and mm -hmm. like me being president of NAACP, I, I, I already like worked with like Hudson Tillerson's chapter and just like their student body. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're just ready to like change campus and like change what student government has already been or like what's have happened previously. And we're just wanting to like revamp it and just like mm -hmm. give it this whole new like with like the Instagram lives, with the podcast and follow us on TikTok. Like we're just trying to like, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to just like bring like a whole different like 21st century, making sure that like we are connecting with like different schools and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this is way bigger than UT. This is bigger than Austin. And so mm. like the, his like honestly, like the history and the historic like moments that me and Ethan are doing, like just me being president, this is, we want to make sure that we have connections around the world because at the end of the day, like we all need each other. And so we're just trying to just make it, make this student government way bigger and have a lasting legacy than um, what was been happening. So yeah, no, we're excited. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Listen, Kiara, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want you to stick around because I got a couple other things I need to ask you. But for everybody listening, make sure you, you all stay on the lookout for the exciting things that Kiara and Ethan have in store. Um, also, for the freshmen that are going to be moving in, typically under normal circumstances during centralized move-in, the student body president and vice president <laughs> make an appearance. Yeah. So my hope is that, you know, if everything goes according to plan, because we have a move-in meeting today, I'm hoping that you all will at least pop by during centralized move-in, because that's always a welcome presence for parents and students. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Me and Ethan, we talked about it. We was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to be out there, like, having, we're going to create some shirts. So we're going to be okay. out there. Yeah, because actually freshman year, I was a part of, like, the move-in, like, scouts for um, yeah. Happy Diamond, and I was like, oh, I love that. And so, yeah, no, we're we're going to, we're actually, okay. we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them there. So okay, like, oh, that means you got. That means you got to be there at like five in the morning. No, <laughs> I just want you to know that if you're gonna beat us there, uh, like you may be beating the students there, but if you're gonna beat us, you got to be there at five a.m. I don't know if you want to do that. Or not. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if you want to make that. <laughs> Listen, Kiara, stick around. Uh, we'll be right back. But everybody else, thank you for listening to this exciting episode. Uh, make sure you stay tuned and follow us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. Stitcher and the Liberal Arts Instructional Technology Studio website. I'm your host, Brandon Jones. Y'all take care. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To catch the next installment, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. This podcast was recorded and edited in collaboration with the LAITS Development Studios Audio Department. More information can be found at liberalarts.utexas.edu slash LAITS. The intro song was composed by Ian Herrera, and you can find his work at ianherrera.com. The outro song was composed by Noah Keller, and you can find more of his work at noahdkeller.com. We'll see you next time.